Hello and welcome to the Last of the Moon podcast. I'm Bryce McCracken. I didn't have a joke lined up, but I'm Brett Redshaw. I'm Wyatt Van Dyke. Wow, you guys, you just said said your names this time. That's exciting. Well, I thought about pretending to be Austin Butler and doing the Elvis voice, but I am like 0 for 6 on impressions on this podcast. I disagree. So. You had some good ones. I'm a firm believer that you got to leave them wanting more. And if we have bits on every <laughs> beginning, they'll get old quick. You're, uh, you're, you're Mary. That one. Damn. That one's pretty good. Yeah. My, uh, I can do, I can do Southern really well and I can do Jimmy Stewart solid. Do you really need anything else? All right. We're going to talk about the Oscars. They are on Sunday. Yeah. That is, Two days from when we're recording this, but only one day after this episode will be released. I hope you were as excited about it as I am, listener. And I feel like that's a good place to start. Brett, Wyatt, you guys excited for this show? I am. This is the most invested I've been in an Oscar show because I've now made an effort to see as much of the nominated content as possible. Uh, So going into this, I have categories in which I have strong feelings. At the end of the day, I realize that the Academy is just a group of people, and their opinions don't actually mean shit. But I do, for the sake of the people nominated and what awards would mean for their careers, for actors and actresses of which I love, would like to see some deserving nominees win. Yeah, this is mid-tier movie guy Super Bowl, so uh, I'm pretty stoked. It's like, if you're really into movies to like even a level that I have yet to be be able to comprehend. Like you're paying attention to like the Guild Awards. The Oscars though is right up my alley. And if you get like to an un- incomprehensible level, you're waiting for the sight and sound <laughs> list. Uh, Every which, decade. Which I cannot empathize with. Um, I, I read it and I did. I probably knew like three movies on the list. Damn. That's, is pretty wild. I was very happy with that list. I thought it was very good. Jimmy Kimmel hosting this year. Yes. Which I feel like if you're going to pick a late night host, you could pick worse. Could be Jimmy Fallon. Conan is my boy. Mm, but yeah. uh he 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 grinds some some gears and ruffles some feathers. I don't I don't know how much. What did what did Conan do? He he hasn't done anything. He's just like an abrasive personality. Oh, like that's yeah. kind of his whole thing. I think they should have had George Santos host. <laughs> Um. Yeah, his father actually hosted the Oscars. I've heard such things. <laughs> like in 1936. Yeah, adds up. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I'm shocked you're not in on this. You don't know who George Santos is? No. The congressman. Oh, from the New representative York that's lying yes. about everything. Yes, the liar. My apologies. He looks like the dude from Veep. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's real. Before we get into our predictions, I want to take just a second to talk about sort of what the Oscars actually are. Of course, everyone that's listening to this show knows it's an award show, but they've been around for a very long time. Like Wyatt was saying, they don't actually mean anything, but we love movies and it's the largest scale celebration of our favorite art form, cinema. So while they don't necessarily mean anything, they don't influence our sensibilities or our taste at all. It is fun to watch a mainstream celebration of movies that we like. And in regards to this year, there are a lot of movies here that we really like. Last year, I had seen every movie that was nominated except for the shorts. And I had to go out of my way to do that because I just wanted to be able to follow the show as well as I could. But 
a lot of those movies there were there were only like four or five movies of the all of the nominees that I was like really really happy with that I really liked and two of them were in the foreign category so it's like to see a, a significant amount of my favorite movies this year being represented at this award show this is definitely the most excited I have ever been for an Oscar show I'm also just looking forward to speeches I mean in the award season as it has led up to this uh, we've been presented with many a Brendan Fraser or Kehe Kwan speech uh, that has moved me to tears. And I feel like on the biggest stage, it will only get better. And I'm looking forward to those. My boy Ki Kwan has been running tables. He has not lost a nomination yet, which is pretty wild. Real men cried when Austin Butler wouldn't stop doing his Elvis impersonation, accepting his mama. Golden Globe. <laughs> Want to thank my mama? <laughs> hey, look at you go. Saving the impressions Austin game on Butler. the show. Of course. I do just want to take a second to talk about how the voting works for the Oscars because they're a little bit unique and it will inform how we are doing our predictions, at least in theory. So the Oscars are made up of just under 10,000 individuals. They are all current and former motion picture professionals across all of cinema. They can have any job that one might have on a film studio. And they vote for their specific categories. So if in their career they work or worked in sound, they vote for the sound award, and then they vote for best picture. Every person on the Academy votes for best picture. And the notable thing here is the Academy uses ranked choice voting. I don't know how familiar you guys are with ranked choice voting. Brother, I was a poli-sci major for a year. I know ranked choice voting. A whole year. So for a listener, why it's from a state that votes with caucuses, so he knows about different kinds of voting methods. In that case, Wyatt, do you want to uh, to explain ranked choice voting? For sure. Uh, so it's cumulative in the sense that in the way that we currently see voting, you vote for one candidate at the expense of all others. In this method, you organize a list starting from if per se there's three topics, you vote one, two, three in that order, and then there's a allotted amount of points, I guess, that go with the vote. So your first most pick will receive the most points, second in that order. So you can clarify that there is a distinct favorite in your eyes, but also give love to that which came just short. Also good method to elect third-party candidates. Yes, we should really do this for the presidency, but this is a different conversation. How it works with the Oscars is if Say for Best Picture, there are 10 nominees. Every single person voting, so all 9,500 people in the Academy, do a list of their 10 favorites. And if the first place movie has the majority of first place nominations, in that over 50% of the people put that film as their favorite, it automatically wins. But if no movie is at 50%, then the bottom place movie is removed and then all of those votes go to the other movies the other movies that remain and and it that continues until a movie hits the majority or 50 percent no pluralities in this bitch we're talking straight majorities and like Wyatt was saying no matter what it's nice because you don't have a wasted vote which is why it is beneficial for actual elections because 
you're not wasting your vote voting for a third party. But that's a different conversation for a different podcast. Let's talk about the Oscars. You always say that like we have a different podcast. <laughs> like uh, this isn't it. <laughs> I do. Oh. What do you talk about on there? Things. You won't be able to find it. Don't worry. <laughs> Choice voting system. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to start. Are you guys ready? Yeah. I'm all ready right. to go. So the way that this is going to work for a listener, I will just simply read the category and then really quickly rattle off the films or the people that are nominated for that category. And then we will give our prediction and then give our favorite if that does not align with the prediction. I mentioned in our reaction video that I did pretty well last year. I got 12 out of 19 predictions right last year. I didn't do a prediction for everyone. I don't think I did best song or the shorts, but it went pretty well. I'd be surprised if I beat that this year, but that's the goal. All right. If you guys are ready, we can get into it. Fire away. All right. So we are going to start with best sound. For that, we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun Maverick. So, Wyatt, would you like to go first? Yes. Uh, the winner in my eyes. Uh, I'll Wait, prob- what does that mean? Like your prediction for the winner or the winner? Was not clear. <laughs> um, so, what I predict will win is All Quiet on the Western Front. What I would think should win is All Quiet on the Western Front. Ooh, okay. Brett? My favorite to win. Fuck, I did it too. <laughs> what does it mean? The one that I liked the most in this category is Top Gun Maverick. I think it was far and beyond like the best part of that movie. I was enthralled with, with the sound editing. It helped we saw that in the Dolby Atmos Theater, That's which is true. all about sound. And you could feel that shit. Do- uh, Top Gun Maverick and Avatar, Way of Water. Both of those we saw in Dolby IMAX and it I couldn't imagine seeing them in any other format it was it was incredible so Top Gun for my personal favorite all quiet on the western front to actually win for your prediction uh my prediction is Top Gun Maverick and my personal favorite sound was the Batman I had Top Gun I had Top Gun as my favorite as well until and this is a little bit shameful I saw a YouTube video that was like Top Gun Maverick, but with real gun sounds. <laughs> and then I was like, oh yeah, this isn't how planes actually sound at all. Um, so that ruined my impression of it a little bit. But the actual experience, like Brett was saying, was brilliant. So like on that, in that regard, they did a great job. All the plane nerds out there can suck me. I don't care. Jesus. And they will. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> all right, best original score we have. I, I want to start by saying I freaking love this category. Best original score we have All Quiet on the Western Front. Babylon, the Banshees of Inisherin, everything, everywhere, all at once, and the Fablemans. Am I kicking this out? We sure. stick with the same order. Babylon is going to win, and Babylon should win. Wow, I'm two I love for that two take. Uh, so far on agreeing with my beliefs. Love you would that. have seen this coming. Um, let's make it four for four with Brett also agreeing on all of your takes. Um, they're perfect. Babylon, I love this movie. And it deserves every single award. It should have been nominated in every single category. It should have won every single every category. Every single category. The, the, the score was the most memorable to me out of any of the films nominated to the point where I, I could not stop thinking about them. And I still can't stop thinking about the songs. In that movie, they were incredible. Absolutely deserved it. Certainly. 
Amazingly, I too have Babylon as both my prediction and my favorite. That is not a confident prediction as much as it is a confident favorite. I think All Quiet on the Western Front has a pretty good shot, especially with the old heads. The Babylon score can be maybe a little bit overused, but I think it's to a point, and it's doing that on purpose, and it works for me. But I have heard some people didn't like how like over-the-top and overused the Babylon score was. That is, of course, not our opinion. We loved it. It's also, I believe, Babylon's only nomination, right? No, it got a production design nomination production? as well. Okay, well, we'll it's get there. under-nominated in comparison to the other movies it's in the category with. Uh, so for the sake of representation, I think that there's an increased chance Babylon wins an award like this because it's a deserving movie and there's categories for these other four movies to walk away with more awards as well. There's also always a chance that John Williams wins a Best Original Score Oscar. He is the GOAT. All right, Best Makeup and Hairstyling. We have All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and The Whale. I think The Batman should win. I watched the sped-up version of Brendan Fraser's makeup and hairstyling process for The Whale, and for that alone see the whale as a deserving nominee that's my pick uh my prediction to win it while i liked the batman more there's not uh really a movie in this category i'd be upset to see win certainly but i think the whale will win it i actually cannot believe that in two podcasts talking about oscars (laughs) robert pattinson's eyeshadow has brought you to this conclusion not once (laughs) but twice on its own merit alone. Hey, man. It's incredible the hold that it has on you. I mean, well, first off, that's its whole own separate thing. I didn't even mention it this time around. No, but I knew what you were thinking. It's part of it. I won't admit, or I won't lie. Colin but, Farrell is literally unrecognizable Yeah, in no, it, it's a pretty phenomenal job as a whole. I think it's deserving for more than just his smoky eye, but hey, man, what a good smoky eye it is. Um, I have, for my personal favorite, as is my predicted winner, The Whale. I think that the costume designer, the uh, the makeup styling uh, to uh, make that man look the way that he did was incredible and expertly done, and I think it won't be overlooked. I don't think it can be. So yeah, I think that's, gonna win. that's a great take. My personal prediction for makeup and hair is actually Elvis, as much as it hurts to say that. I almost put that I for my personal I would not be surprised favorite. if Elvis wins. They transformed a lot of people to look like real people that they do not actually look like and if the whale had good fat makeup and fat suits and whatnot elvis gets fat at the end of that movie elvis and it looks just as believable frankly my personal favorite though is actually rather surprising this is not a movie that i really liked uh black panther i thought that the makeup and hairstyling in that movie was freaking awesome so that's my personal favorite. This here. is a good category yeah. this year. I'm not. I'm not mad at any of these, frankly. As much as I didn't like Elvis or Black Panther, I I can't really argue with the fact that they had good makeup and hair. So, we ready to move on? Yes, sir. Keep going. All righty. Oh, we got some fun ones. So recently, yeah, yeah, we got some fun <laughs> ones. We've got best live action short. I'm not sure what order these are. I'm just reading this list. So we're gonna be a little all over the place, but. Best live action short. We just recently saw the live action and the animated shorts, and we really liked them. So we might take just a second longer here to talk about these, but best live action short. 
we have an Irish goodbye, Ivalu, Le Pupil, Night Ride, and The Red Suitcase. I enjoyed all five of these. These are all worth tracking down and also not hard to track down as we so proved this evening in finding all the animated shorts. Yeah, I don't know how accessible the live action ones are, but all of the all of the animated shorts are available to stream on free platforms with the exception of Apple Plus or Apple TV. But in going back to the predictions, I would be shocked if we're not six for six in agreement on both favorite and predicted winner. I think an Irish goodbye is an obvious standout in this category. These are, like I said, five good nominees, but Irish goodbye will make you crack up and cry in the span of 20 to 30 minutes in a way that I have not done in a very long time and was shocked with how much I've enjoyed it and already want to watch it again. Certainly. So I'm going doubling up on that one. Prediction and favorite. Love it. Brett? So I do have Irish Goodbye as my personal favorite. I really enjoyed it very much, but I think it spoke to a more narrow audience. Like I think it... I think a lot of the qualities of that short film are enjoyable to a demographic such as us, like a couple of young guys who will really appreciate the comedy of it. Dark humor, that sort of thing. I think as far as the Academy that's going to reward a more well-rounded, put-together, feel-good movie, it's going to give it to the pupils. Um, Le pupil. He doesn't want to speak French. He's afraid. (laughs) Oh, you mean... Okay, well, first of all, the movie's Italian. So I don't acknowledge them as real people. <laughs> oh, no, you can't say that. Oh, what? The Italian's going to come after me? Anyway, <laughs> in my native tongue, The Pupils is a, a really enjoyable, good movie that I think the Academy is going to recognize as the best just because it's going to appeal to them and uh, appeal to a, a wide audience as a whole. And it was certainly good. It had it a was. lot of character to it. I really enjoyed it. Brett? I have the same prediction and the same Let's favorite. Go. I have Le Pupile as, as my prediction and An Irish Goodbye as my favorite. Moving on. Best costume design. We have Babylon, Black Panther, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Man, I'm going to keep doing the thing where I say my favorite and then nominate it. I love that. Expect it to win as well. If, Wyatt, you... Get a lot of predictions right tomorrow or on Sunday. I guess tomorrow for a listener. You're gonna have a great evening. Best taste. Yeah. No, I'll be I'll be thrilled. Everything everywhere all at once is the only viable candidate in this this category. I don't mean that in the sense that four other movies in Babylon, Black Panther, Elvis, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. I still don't know what the hell Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris is. It was fine. It was fine. It had okay. good costumes. I think that it was a fair nomination. She goes to France from England to buy from the who's that French designer, the really famous one, Givenchy. No, that's Italy. <laughs> um, either way, she go she goes to to France to buy some designer clothing, at, when her husband dies and buys that's a bunch of nice clothes. Crazy, she can fuck right off back to England. Oh <laughs> Everything, everywhere, all at once deserves this nominee or deserves this award. And it's not close. The multitude and magnitude of which they put together costumes for this, there's hundreds upon hundreds, and they're so over the top and just well-designed. And they were also, a bunch were recently just auctioned off. And A24 made like hundreds of thousands of dollars 
just on that's awesome getting rid of all of jobu tubaki's fits so i'm going two for two on that uh why it's a little silly boy who does not see the the uh, amazing quality of work done on the film elvis elvis did an amazing job to capture the uh the time you really could look at what people were wearing and truly believe that uh you were in that period also i think I saw a stat that Austin Butler wore like 90 different Elvis fits. Damn, I've not seen that. It was pretty nuts. And to my uh, memory, they all looked really, really good. So that's my favorite. Hey, why it's, why it's looking at my iPad, trying to get a sneak peek about what I'm going to say. Pumpkin eater. <laughs> I think that Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris is probably going to wow. win this okay. one. Wow, okay, interesting. Simply on the fact that I, it just has a lot of buzz around it. it when I hear Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, it seems to always be paired with an oh my god the costume design. So like I think just on momentum it's gonna take it. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris feels very similar to the film that won best costume last year, which was Cruella. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris is definitely a better movie than Cruella. That movie was horrible. <laughs> but in did terms she steal of like the dogs, uh, no, she did not. Not yet. This is an origin story. It feels very similar in that it just shows off a lot of like creative dresses. That's literally all it does. Like that's a significant portion of both movies. Yeah. So in that sense, I I think there's some similarities there and I would not be surprised if it won. That being said, my prediction to win actually is Elvis for all of the reasons you stated, Brett, just with the addition of the old heads really like Elvis. Mm. Uh, So I would not be surprised. And then my personal favorite again even though I did not like this movie, is Black Panther. Mm. Uh, this will be the last time that I talk about that movie <laughs> on this podcast. I almost but made that I my favorite. Really, movies. really loved the co- costuming in that movie, from the Wakandans to even like the cool new underwater people and the new villain. Like I thought they all had really cool costuming. So yeah, that's my pick. And Wyatt, what about me? You ain't nothing but a hound dog. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was uh, lovely. Wyatt will. Just rub dirt in our face if he gets that right, because he came in so confident. Everything, everywhere, all at once is should win everything. It's the best movie <laughs> of the uh, year. I would not be surprised, and this is jumping the gun a little bit, but I mean, it got the most nominations this year. I would not be surprised if it gets the most wins as well. I would not be surprised if it wins the vast majority, if not all of the things that it is nominated for, which has been done before. All right, up next, we're back to shorts. We have Best Animated Short Film. We have The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse, The Flying Sailor, Ice Merchants, My Year of Dicks, and An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake, and I Think I Believe It. If you have not seen any of these, as I assume the vast majority of people listening haven't, I will tell you that of these five short films, one of them has a penis in it, and you will be (laughs) shocked to find out which one it is. Real. It's the boy, the mole. <laughs> it's the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. You have to guess which one shows their penis. <laughs> oh, God. So for my pick, my favorite uh, is Ice Merchants. I do think My Year of Dicks will win. It seems like the exact type of movie, or short rather, that would win in this category. I don't think it's the best, but I mean, I'm not going to be. It's probably my second pick in that category. I was about category. to say, it is your second, right? Ice Merchants is, in my eyes, a little bit more beautiful and a little bit 
more lasting in its impact on me. Uh, My Year of Dicks is funny and a little over the top and a good watch, but I don't think I will be returning to it to experience it once more, the likes of which I will Ice Merchants. So while it is my favorite, I don't think it will win. I think the award is going to My Year of Dicks. Lovely. So my favorite in this category is My Year of Dicks, and I I watched it a second time, actually just a little bit ago before we... We watched it 20 minutes ago. Yeah. I... I loved it the first time, and it really solidified itself as uh, a top dog for me the second time that we watched it. Um, it's genuinely, this is like, this might come across as a reach. It's one of my favorite movies I've seen this year. I enjoyed it thoroughly. It is, I would describe it as a comedy. It is very, very funny. Hilarious. In like uh, a melodrama in the eyes of a 15-year-old girl, and the way that they uh, portray that is... I think really expertly done. It's entertaining and I enjoyed it through and through both times a lot. Definitely give it a watch. It's on Vimeo. As far as where I think the award is going to go to, um, it's hard for me to say because I've never paid attention to this category. I don't know what the Academy tends to reward. But if I had to guess, I would think it would be the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. Uh, just because it's it's very conventional, feel-good kind of film that I think has a big nostalgia factor for people who are probably voting who are of the age that they saw a lot of films like this when they were young and they're probably going to feel that sense of inner child when they're thinking about what their favorite movie was. So I could see it being there. And even if Brett disagrees, it is very well done. So yeah, our predictions are actually the same. I too think that The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse is going to win. That is not at all confident, but hey... That's my pick. Uh, And then I agree with Wyatt in terms of my favorite. Ice Merchants rocked me to my core. There's no dialogue in that movie. It's just gorgeous animation. Very, very simplistic and, like, individualized. Like, it, it feels like a thing that a person drew, unlike a lot of animated movies nowadays. It hits its emotional beats so well without dialogue just in terms of the things that it is showing you it's so well done i highly recommend it if you get a chance to watch it quick shout out to the portuguese yes certainly Uh, that one is the between the three of us the average favorite because you guys both had it as your number one i had it as my number two well ironically you had my year of dicks as your number one and wyatt and i both have that as our number two um, Which you're still right. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was doing... Those are our two favorites. I was like the lady meme with the, all the math equations going in front of her head, like trying to figure out if you were saying that I was wrong or not. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah. You were right. It was a great, great part of the uh, animated short films this year. All right, moving on. We got Best Animated Feature Film. We have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. I have not seen a single one of these. Wow, that's crazy. Will that stop Do me you from wish making to plead a prediction? No, absolutely not. Get in there. Uh, Marcel, the shell with shoes, Marcel the Shell with shoes on, it's winning. It's an A24 wow. movie. And A24 movies deserve love. Am I going at this point off of my genuine thought on what's going to win versus my own personal narratives? Who's to say? <laughs> uh, I have goals I wish to accomplish. They shall remain nameless. Uh, and we're going to shoot for it. Uh, my favorite, don't have one. Didn't see any of these. 
animated movies are for children. That's a joke. <laughs> I don't actually mean it. They just weren't high on my list of things to see. I saw like 10 minutes of The Sea Beast when Bryce was watching <laughs> it. And I thought, man, I don't want to watch any more of this. There you go. So I don't think that one's my favorite. But all of the other four, they could be. It was my least favorite for and, the record. An alternative universe, I would have seen these. And I assume Marcel would have probably been my favorite too. Brett, what are your favorite animated feature films this year? So I have not seen enough to really comment on it, you know, knowingly. But I would just like to use this time that I've been granted to sing the praises of Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Boots. <laughs> in Boots. <laughs> I, it's no secret at all that... This is a widely beloved movie. One of the highest grossing films of last year. Amazing. And it deserves it through and through. I, it had this amazing, beautiful art style. It had weirdly uh, complex and compelling storytelling. And it just did all of the... It hit all the beats that I think a good children's film needs to hit. Mm-hmm. It, it's amazing for children. Adults love it. I enjoyed my time watching the movie a ton. I'm going to watch that one at least a few more times in the next year. I enjoyed it so much. Brett, does that mean that you are pleading the fifth on your prediction? Or um, you didn't, I, I would assume that's your favorite if that's the only one there that you've seen. Yeah, I, I think if I saw the other ones, it would probably still be my favorite. It's a tough bar to clear. Very fair. Um, I, I don't know. It's... It's too hard for me to say. I don't know what like the talk about this has been. Why don't you throw out a guess anyways? Yeah, come on. Uh, we have to blindly guess. I'm going to do it. GDT Pinocchio. I was very... This was one of the hardest categories for me to make a prediction for. I think it's not even close right now that Del Toro's Pinocchio is technically the front runner. He's been campaigning very, very hard for this movie, which is fair because it's a pretty good movie. But... Puss in Boots' success, as well as its just quality, make it really hard for me to deny. So I, I actually am going to predict Puss in Boots' The Last Wish will win, even though I don't think it's the favorite. But my personal favorite, and it is not close, is Marcella Shell with Shoes On. This movie literally destroyed me. It is all of my this-will-make-me-cry sensibilities wrapped up into one. It is just a very wholesome, innocent character that talks about just loving life despite what's going on in it, uh, despite all the bad things, and I loved it. You take this guy to the beach, he sees, sees shells, I'm gonna have a and great he time, sobs. God, that is so hard I to say. I cannot stop crying because of the shells. These were all pretty good movies, Turning Red, is a Pixar movie, which it's worth noting, Pixar almost always has won in this category since they introduced it in, I believe, 2001. It was whatever year Shrek the first came out. Pixar has won the vast majority of them. But Turning Red, even though I really liked it, it didn't quite stir the pot as much as a lot of Pixar movies have, especially in recent years. The Sea Beast, not that great, but Still pretty good. Definitely worth watching if it seems like something that you would like. And we talked about the other other ones. Best visual effects. We have All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun Maverick. In terms of favorite for this category, I am picking The Batman. I really enjoyed The Batman. It was beautiful to look at. I think that 
the experience does not translate to a home TV screen because I watched it twice, once in theaters and once at home and was thoroughly underwhelmed the second time around. But still, and it's still it. your favorite. Uh, of I still think that just the theater experience and that's how it's designed mm-hmm. to be seen. That's fair. So I'm not going to judge them on me watching it at home in a different format. In terms of what I think will win, this feels like an Avatar category. Have I seen Avatar? No. Uh, have I heard you guys rave about it and talk about the fact that they designed a whole ass world here and it's pretty immersive from what I've seen. So I'm going to pick Avatar as my predicted winner, the Batman as my favorite. Slay. I have for both win and win <laughs> Avatar The Way of Water. It is an incredible feat what James Cameron has done. Again, he doesn't miss in terms of innovation to create his vision. And he pulled out an amazing feat again. Um, And it is the most notable thing about the movie. Like you can talk about the, the plot or the lack of sustenance in character development, et cetera, et cetera. You cannot get through the movie without being in awe of what they were able to make all in, you know, a mix of mostly CGI and, and practical effects. Seeing blue creatures interact with real water when the creatures are blue CGI, it is just beyond what I can even comprehend as a human being. It's amazing. Truly, it's brilliant. This is the easiest favorite and prediction of all time, Avatar The Way of Water, for both, for me. Best production design, we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, and the Fablemans. I talked a bit about what production design is in our reactions episode, but uh, Wyatt. So my favorite of the bunch, two for two on Babylon. Uh, This is another instance in which I thoroughly enjoyed Babylon's whole deal. I mean, there's so many scenes in which they're directing like hundreds of people and those those sets where you're you're going around the party and there's there's just so much happening in every little frame of the screen every moment of the movie there's something eye-catching totally Totally. so that's my favorite uh in terms of what i think will win leaning towards all quiet on the western front not confident in any way i refuse to pick elvis for any category it's not a good movie (laughs) that is completely fair uh so i picked Babylon for my favorite. I, I don't feel like I need to talk about Babylon anymore. I, I think that it's amazing We've in been all aspects. Raving. Yeah, truly. I actually do think that if I had a guess, Elvis would win this one. And I, I don't think that that's undeserved. The set design in the movie is really incredible, especially the, the different venues that you see throughout the movie mm-hmm. are really well done. Yeah, I think that that is a completely fair prediction. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Maybe I'm a little bit biased. My personal favorite here is Babylon, and that is also what I am predicting. I wish, like Brett and like Wyatt, Babylon was being represented more here uh, at this show, but it is being represented in production design and score, and I think that those two things it did brilliantly. If there's one thing that you notice walking away from this movie, it's like, wow, those sets, all of the things going on in those sets were just insane. There was so much happening. So. I loved it. Hopefully the Academy likes it as much as I did because I would like to see it rewarded. Alrighty. For best original song, we have Applause from Tell It Like a Woman, a film that no one in the world has seen. 
Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick by Lady Gaga and Blood Pop. Lift Me Up from Black Panther Wakanda Forever by Rihanna. You lift me up. Nope, not even close, but I appreciate so it. I can... <laughs> I'm glad you cut yourself off because I didn't want to have to do it. Not to not to from RRR by <laughs> Go ahead, try. Try it. Hey man, I already MM Kiravani and lyric by Chandra Bose. And lastly, this is a life from Everything Everywhere All at Once by Mitski. I wonder which one I'm gonna pick. Guys. I wonder. I wonder which one could it be the woman I described as our shared queen, and then you guys are both like, hey, man, we don't feel the same way. I wonder. It might be her. Yes. The best song, and I frequently bump it in the car, is This Is A Life. I do think Natu Natu is going to win. I expected a lot more RRR representation in just the, the nominations as a whole, and this is their lone category. And from what I know about this song and its usage in the movie, it's deserving of an award, and I think... I'm okay with seeing everything everywhere lose at one point or another, but hey, Mitski's great. Listen to the song. I don't have a favorite here. I, I don't care. Haven't listened to him. Don't care. Not to, not to. I think we'll win. Cool. Yeah, I hate this category, both in terms of the songs represented in these nominations. I don't like a lot of them. Uh, but also, the fact that this is even a category, I think is a little bit silly. Nine times out of ten, and we see that with these movies, or these nominations, rather. Uh, these are just songs that play during the credits. They have nothing really to do with the movie. Often, the writing of the song and the production of the song are done in completely separate areas with no connection to the movie at all. They just throw it at the end of the movie. So, I don't really like it. That being said... I haven't seen RRR, but I have seen the scene that Natu Natu is from, and it is awesome. Really catchy song, really cool choreography, really electric, and most importantly, it is actually useful in the context of the movie. It is relevant. So that is my personal favorite, as well as my prediction to win. I really do enjoy This Is A Life, but the other three songs I do not really like. So moving on. Best International Feature Film, we have All Quiet on the Western Front from Germany, Argentina, 1985. Where's that from, Brett? Belgium. Belgium. Nope. You're not allowed to say that because Belgium is actually represented elsewhere here. Oh. <laughs> it's from Argentina. Uh, the next film is Close, which is from Belgium, EO from Poland, and The Quiet Girl from Ireland. It's worth noting that The Quiet Girl uh, is getting a U.S. release in like two weeks. Yeah. Like it's still not out. Yet. Not out so... There's no way for us to uh, really talk about that one. Looks great. Trailers look good. But uh, my favorite and my pick to win uh, is All Quiet on the Western Front. I think it would be odd for All Quiet not to win because it's nominated for Best Picture. Yes. While the only, none, only one here. Yeah. While none of these other ones are, which would imply that it's better than these. Real. Uh, so I'm going two for two, doubling up on that. So I only saw All Quiet on the Western Front and EO, both of which I I liked not crazy about, but did not have a bad time in either of them. I agree. I think that All Quiet on the Western Front will win. I do think it's worth noting, often, especially given last year, this is a category that really means a lot to me quite regularly, especially last year again. 
the movies in this category are some of my favorites. Last year we had Drive My Car and Worst Person in the World, two of which are like probably top 100 favorite movies ever for me. Fun fact, Drive My Car is the first movie the three of us saw together. Wow, that's mm. real. You yeah. met Wyatt that evening. I did. That's crazy. Oh. Who who would have thunk? Here who we are. Thunk. But this year, I am not particularly crazy about any of these movies. I have not seen The Quiet Girl yet for reasons that Wyatt stated, but I really enjoyed EO. Close was like pretty good. I think that's probably my second favorite here. Argentina in 1985 was pretty good, but... Like Brett said, all quiet on the Western Front. You really can't deny it. It's pretty good. I really enjoyed it. So that's my favorite. And then also, obvious winner. I think if anything else wins here, I'll be shocked. Because like Wyatt said, it's the only one nominated in Best Picture. I think that Argentina 1985 has a strong case. Um, I know that the uh, Best Picture argument makes a lot of sense, but uh, crazier things have happened. It did just win Best International Feature at the Golden Globes, Golden right? Globes yeah. which was a surprise. I believe All Quiet was predicted to win there as well, and it did not. But I wouldn't be mad about it. It's a pretty good movie. All right, moving on to Best Film Editing, a category that I have been very cynical about the past few years. So uh, we'll see what's going on here. We have The Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. This is a great category. Everything Everywhere All at Once might be the best edited movie of all time, regardless of year. Crazy. I agree with myself. Would have seen this coming. <laughs> wow. It's almost like I'm revealing myself slowly as I'm with slight narcissistic tendencies as this podcast continues. But I know that others at this table will agree with me, uh, whether that be their pick for favorite or their pick for what is to be nominated. It's mine for both. If Elvis wins, I will be upset. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, I totally agree. It's my favorite. And I think that it's going to be a notch in the belt for everything, everywhere, all, all at once. Who will bold prediction really clean up at the Oscars this year? If, uh, yeah, here's the thing, though. We've seen in the past movies like Elvis do win this category. Certainly. Uh, and it's absurd, but it happens. We so. saw Bohemian Rhapsody won this category a few years ago. And that had some of the worst film editing I've ever seen in a movie. It was really bad and Elvis is just as bad so I would be upset if that won I do think everything everywhere all at once will win but like other than Elvis I would not be mad at any of these getting getting the the nod from the academy really really giving everything everywhere all, all at once a run for its money in my personal favorite list though is tar I think that the editing in this movie is honestly incredible it, it wouldn't work out without such good editing but in the end, it does lose, in my head, to everything, everywhere, all at once. So that is my pick for favorite and prediction. I don't think any of us saw the best documentary short films. <laughs> let's let's just pick based on names. Uh, the Elephant Whisperers, Haul Out, How Do You Measure a Year, The Martha Mitchell Effect, and Stranger at the Gate. How do you measure a year? My selection. Love it. Uh, Bryce, you go first. Uh, the Elephant Whisperers. Okay, I'm going to pick that too. <laughs> you bastard. That what was well that? played. He's that hedging well his played. bets. I literally have X's in my notes for that one, but I'll write that in just so that we have record of it. I have X's in real life. That's Shout true. out to you all. All right, for best documentary feature film, we have All That Breathes, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, and Navalny. Have either of you seen any of these movies? No, sir. No way. All right. 
Uh, they're all really good. You saw? Uh, I haven't seen all of them, but the ones that I did see were very good. I'm picking Housemate of Splinters to win. Brilliant. Bryce, um, Is that all you got to say? I haven't seen anything, so I mean, anything, <laughs> that's else, fair. I, anything else I say is just making it up. So, uh, I'm not falling for this no, one twice. Bryce, what, what would, if you had to say hypothetically, what, what would be your favorite? Make the leap, King. Okay. Do all one that, yourself. All that breathes. Wait. No, I take it back. Fire you watched Fire a few Love. minutes of All That Breathes with me, right? No. That was the Indian bird movie? Interesting. <laughs> Could okay. not recall. Uh, uh, my official pick is uh, Fire of Love, just because I've seen ads for it and it looks very good. Yeah. Fire of Love is my personal favorite here. They're all pretty good, honestly, but Fire of Love, I really liked it. It is about two French volcanologists, people that travel around the world studying volcanoes and more specifically their relationship. They are married and it is very cute. But my prediction to win is Navalny only because it is very political. It is about Russia and the involvement over there. Uh, I don't know much about or didn't know much about the guy Navalny uh, until this, but he revealed a plot of Putin's and that's what this is about. It's pretty good. Brother got poisoned. Certainly. All right, best cinematography. We have All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, False Chronicles of a Handful of Truths. I believe like one of the only movies here that I have not seen yet. Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Favorite is Empire of Light. Shout out Roger Deakins. Everything you make is beautiful. He's the man. Pick to win, Tar. Tar, also a beautiful movie. A little bit more critically acclaimed. And I feel like it is deserving of some awards, and it is the strongest title of these five in terms of that aforementioned critical acclaim. But not in terms of amount of letters. I mean, (laughs) certainly not. So Tar to win, Empire of Light to hold a special place in my heart. So I don't have a favorite for this one because I've only seen three out of the five. I feel like it's not. You can still pick a favorite of those three. I wasn't. Here's the other thing. As far as cinematography goes, I feel like those three I wasn't necessarily blown away by in terms of the cinematography. Completely fair. So I, I figured very you're the only person on this planet that doesn't like tar. <laughs> it's, it's fair. But even if I did like tar, like there are parts of tar that I do like, like I, I really agree with Bryce's editing take and I just don't really care about the cinematography. Uh, anyway, I think the one that'll actually win is empire of light, even though I haven't seen it. It's just whenever I hear about empire of light, I always hear about the cinematography from what I've heard, it is amazing and a focal point of the movie. So it makes sense to me that that would take it. And Deacons is the man. My prediction to win this category is All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, I would not be mad at that, but my personal favorite is Tar. It is not nearly as pretty to look at as Empire of Light, but the way that the camera works in these spaces, it's almost like a character of its own. Very impressive and just feels cold. This whole movie feels very, very cold. And it has a weird kind of beauty to it in that way. So that is my personal favorite. I could look at a lot of frames from this movie all the time. All right, moving on to best original screenplay. So we're getting into the fun ones here, boys. Best original screenplay we have The Banshees of Anna Sharon, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Honorary mention, Triangle of Sadness, great movie. Uh, I'm probably not going to pick it for anything here, but I, feel I don't exactly want exactly the same way. I don't want it to go underappreciated. My favorite, 
Everything Everywhere All at Once. My pick to win Best Original Screenplay? Everything Everywhere mm-hmm. All at Once. Brilliant. It is so good. I've talked about it at length, and I will continue to, uh, but I'll give you guys a break right now. Yeah, Everywhere All at Once. There, there it is. There's my answer. Favorite to win, favorite personal. I do have it as my prediction to win, but quick little switch up here. I like the screenplay of Banshees of Inisherin a bit more. I think they're both great, but Banshees is a little bit more reliant on the dialogue than everything everywhere all at once. The screenplay is, of course, not just dialogue, but I feel like I just a little bit more prefer the screenplay to Banshees. So that's I, my personal favorite. I, I may have let my <laughs> blind love of this movie get carried away when I was picking this because like, I, I actually don't know that I picked Banshees for a favorite for anything here, which is pretty crazy because I genuinely love it. It was your second movie. favorite of the year, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, before Babylon? Yeah, I love it. And you know, if I had to pick this again, I probably would pick Banshees because you make a good point that I, I do agree with. But regardless, we all predict everything everywhere will win in that category. Best adapted screenplay, we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. Personal favorite of this bunch. Uh, I'm going to go with Women Talking. To win, I'm going to go with Women Talking. Wow, this man has not disagreed with himself once. The issue is... <laughs> Is that I'm looking at the rest of these. Glass Onion is bad. Like that's, it's just, I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> Wait, those are two different things. It's worth noting. Bad and I don't like it do not mean the same thing. Hey man, I get to hold my own opinions here. All Quiet on the Western Front, very good. I do enjoy it. Living, great. Didn't realize that it was adapted. Top Gun Maverick, it's just too fancy schmancy to win awards like this. Uh, too big, too big budget, and the Oscars usually not rocking with that uh, that hoot nanny. I think it's worth noting, and I, I don't want to steal your thunder here, but Top Gun does not have particularly good dialogue. But I do think it is it is a good example of the other thing that a screenplay does, which is like structure your story. I think it's got a near perfect structure in terms of like they're going from here to here to here to here, so. A good example of that. The goofy-ass dialogue, though. Women Talking that is a dialogue-based movie from beginning to end. I mean, 90% of that film is women sitting in a room chatting. It's like a play. Uh, it is phenomenal, too, because you'd think that, oh, man, that's going to that's gonna bore you after a while, no matter what they're talking about. And it doesn't. It's phenomenal, and it moves you to tears. And quick shout-out, my boy, August. Yeah, I agree that Women Talking is my favorite, personally. My favorite by far. Uh, so many points in the movie where written dialogue or written structural parts of the movie occurred, and I was just so blown away by the decisions that were made, just constantly thinking, wow. And so it, it blows the other ones out of the water for me. Controversial pick. I, for prediction. For prediction. Glass Onion. A Knives Out Mystery. Me when I lie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I really don't know how the Academy is going to see this one, but I feel like I feel like they're they're going to eat it up. It's very tongue in cheek and not it's not quite edgy enough in a tongue in cheek yeah. way for the old heads of the Academy to really get turned off by it. 
So I, I don't think that it's a horrible prediction. It's just tropey enough. I like that, this like, as a gonna, hot take, Brett. It's tropey enough that like I think they're going to enjoy it a lot, but not so much so that it's going to take away from their feelings about it. Certainly. Yeah, like Wyatt. Women talking. Favorite prediction. Let's get it. Great movie. All right, moving on to the big categories Sorry, we have why i just can't let this go why it just mimed like he was going to eat the microphone and it <laughs> made me laugh so hard and he looks really good doing it best supporting actress we have angela bassett from black panther wakanda forever hong chow from the whale instead of for some reason the menu carrie condon from the banshees of inner sharon jamie lee curtis from everything everywhere all at once and stephanie sue from everything everywhere all at once have you guys had enough of me agreeing with myself? <laughs> Hit it, baby. Because strap in, bitch. Stephanie Sue's taking this bad boy home, and she deserves it. No contest for me. Her performance is great. She's asked to do so, so much for someone that's listed in the supporting actress role. She plays, like, multiple different characters all in the, the span of one film, and it's great. My favorite, personally, is Hong Chao and the Whale. I'm interesting. Huge, huge on the Hung Chow wave from this past year. Uh, I'd love to see her succeeding. I it, this was an introduction for me to her as an actress, and I am fully on board. I love her a ton. I agree that the menu could have been and maybe should have been the one nominated here. Her performance in the whale, I think, as from just an acting standpoint, is really really good. She has that scene on the porch talking to the daughter that she gives a, a very emotionally inspiring performance that blew me away whenever I saw it the mm -hmm. first time. I, I remembered that from the time that I saw it until now, like in detail, it really stuck with me. So it's gotta be her for my personal favorite. And then for the actual prediction, I think Angela Bassett's going to get her flowers here. Everybody loves her. It's pretty universally just a, a, acknowledge that she had an amazing performance here she's got the buzz and the momentum i think she's got it in the bag yeah i i want to like angela bassett's performance here more i think she is the favorite to win this category but i don't think that the writing in this movie is good enough for her to win a best supporting actress nomination i think she's doing a great job with what she's given but for me it doesn't quite work i think predicting her to win is completely fair i think she likely will win but hot take Jamie Lee Curtis from Everything Everywhere All at Once Whoa. is going to take this one. I think she's up there in contention in terms of like predictions, but ironically, I think she's the worst in this category. She's, of course, a great actress, but like especially compared to Stephanie Sue from the same movie, she is not doing nearly as much in terms of like yeah. breadth of acting. And so it, it was certainly surprising to me to even see her get nominated, let alone be in contention to win this category. I do think she's going to win it. She's my prediction. That would be really fun. That would be a fun pick. I mean, I certainly love her. It'd be a fun speech, too. But, yeah. I I, I think my personal favorite here is Carrie Condon from the Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah. That's purely just a gut feeling. Gut check. Um, moving so, on. Fun fact about Jamie Lee Curtis before we move on. Uh, this is her first nomination ever, and she has never won. And she's sort of like a... Not quite golden era, but she's been, I mean, starting with the Halloween movies, she's been around for a very long yeah, time. The I just OG wanted, Scream Queen. I just wanted to see what else she had been nominated for. I was shocked when I looked it up to find out that she hadn't been nominated. 
Yeah. And she's like honestly pretty talented. She can do dramatic stuff. She can do comp comedic stuff. She did Freaky Friday. She started out in horror movies. So she can she can do it all. Freaky including Friday. have hot dog fingers. All right, for best supporting actor, we have Brendan Gleason from the Banshees of Inisherin, Brian Tyree Henry from Causeway, Judd Hirsch from the Fablement. <laughs> Judd Hirsch. <laughs> Judd Hirsch from the Fablements, Barry Keoghan for the Banshees of Inisherin. And Kihi Kwan for everything, everywhere, all at once. Now, Bryce, if you had a guess, <laughs> what our friend Wyatt might say here, I had something to say first before I went into my pick. Do it, baby. Fuck you, Judd Hirsch. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> he's that he's so here. I can't believe this. it. I first off, I apologize for my rampant profanity today. I had a long day at work, and now I just want to go to sleep. But Judd Hirsch has like six lines, and. I'm forgetting the name of the actor that plays August in Women Talking, but he should be here, uh, and he's not, and I miss him. Would I pick him to win? No. It's Kihi Kwan. It's Everything Everywhere All at Once. It should win everything it's nominated for, and his speech when he wins, and I am certain he'll win, uh, is going to be phenomenal, and if there's any moment that's going to make me cry on Sunday evening, it's going to be watching this sweet man talk about the importance of second chances and getting opportunities when you think you have run out of them. Adorable. Because he rocks, and I love him, and I hope he parlays this into future successes. He, Kwan, amazing performance. Resonated with me heavily personally. My favorite to win and my personal favorite. Uh, uh, before Bryce goes, I just want to shout out Brian Tyree Henry. That's all. Yeah, glad uh, he's here. Lucky for you. I'm predicting Kihi Kwan to win this category, but crazy, Brian Tyree Henry from Causeway is actually my favorite really? in this category. Yeah. Over Waymond? Over Waymond. I have said it before. I adore Kihi Kwan. I am not convinced he is a particularly talented actor. I just think he's playing himself, and himself is a beautiful, beautiful person, beautiful, beautiful soul, but I don't think. He's doing much acting-wise here, at least in the few times I've seen this movie. Uh, I, of course, love Banshees, and I like both of these takes, but I couldn't really pick one over the other. And Brian Tyree Henry really stood out to me. I don't think he's really a supporting actor. I think he's more of a lead in his movie. I think there are two leads, but yeah, he's incredible in Causeway. He's also paper boy. He's all about that paper boy. Paper boy, paper boy. I'm all about that paper boy. All right. Best lead actress, we have Kate Blanchett from Tar, Ana de Armas from Blonde, Andrea Riseborough from To Leslie, Michelle Williams from The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh from Everything Everywhere All at Once. I want to do it so bad. I want to do it so bad, but I know this is the one they don't win. Michelle Yeoh's performance is my favorite, but Kate Blanchett's going to win this, and I'm going to be sad. But if there's one instance in which I see everything everywhere losing its category. Uh, I think it's this one. Kate Blanchett's performance actually like genuinely scared me. Like I think if I saw that woman, <laughs> I'd be too afraid to ask for any sort of picture or anything like that. Cause I think that she would break me in half over her knee. Number one tar hater checking in here. I just wanted to say that my favorite part about tar was Kate Blanchett and her performance. Uh, she's my favorite and I think it's pretty clear she's going to win, but Michelle Yeoh, don't call it a comeback. 
Who knows? She's been here the whole time. Hot take. Michelle Yeoh is winning this category. Wow. I think it's going to happen. Kate Blanchett is my favorite here. Michelle Yeoh is incredible. I honestly really, really like all of these uh, nominations, except for Ana de Armas. As much as I love her, that movie is the worst of the year. Can't believe Blonde is here. But yeah, Kate She's Blanchett. She's never going to date you with these takes. Yeah. Sorry, Ana. Love you. Kate Blanchett, my favorite. Michelle Yeoh, I think, is going to win this category. There's still time for you to edit in your, <laughs> your opinion that she was the best and deserves it. Oh, also worth noting, Andrea Riseborough, we talked briefly about her wild nomination. Scam campaign. I think, campaign. I think with all of the backlash, I don't see any world where she wins this after, yeah. after all that. It would be crazy. Yes, certainly. I'd be screaming. Moving on, best lead actor. I love this category. We have Austin Butler from Elvis, Colin Farrell from The Banshees of Inisherin, Brendan Fraser from The Whale, Paul Mescal from After Sun, and Wyatt's and Heart. Wyatt's Heart, and lastly, Bill Nye from Living. Paul Mescal is in my heart for a reason. It's because he delivers the best performance of any individual person in any individual movie this whole year. He is my favorite, and it's not close. Uh, this is a category where genuinely I think there's a pick, and then there's about 90 feet of space for me. I don't think he's going to win, though. I don't think he's going to get the love he deserves. I'm uh, proud of you for having this maturity. <laughs> I know that this movie is not as widely received as I think it should be, but I, believe it or not, cannot shape the world's media consumption as much as I try. And so while we are seeing the dawn of the, the Paul Mescal era as he overtakes our culture for the next 10, 15 years, uh, hopefully longer. He's not going to win this year. He will in the future. He'll be back. But Austin Butler's going to win, uh, and he's going to do that dumbass voice. On, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> on stage. He's, of these five, my least favorite. I think he does a good job. Like I'm not going to hate on his performance uh, outside of the accent, which I think is funny, but is accurate. I think he'll win because for some reason, people are seeming to love Elvis. Nobody actually does, but we're pretending. Um, <laughs> the old people of the Academy do, apparently. he is the one part about it that is well-received. I actually enjoyed his performance in the movie, and I think he'll win it. I would kill to hear Brendan Fraser speak after winning. Uh, his story is magnificent. He himself, a magnificent man, but I think he comes up just short. So for performances, Austin Butler was my favorite. I think he killed it in his in his Elvis role. I also think that he will win the way that I see it going. I've heard this said before. Brendan Fraser, Colin Farrell, both deeply loved for the roles that they did. I think they split the vote. I think Austin Butler gets enough gets enough favorites and and runner up votes that he comes through and he wins it in the end. I personally really struggled to pick both a favorite and a prediction for this category. Where I landed was my personal favorite is Paul Mescal in After Sun, much aligned with Wyatt. And I think Brendan Fraser from The Whale is going to win this category. God, that makes me so happy. Moving on, we are almost to the end here. Don't sound too excited. All right, our second to last category, we have Best Director. We have Martin McDonough from The Banshees of Inisherin, The Daniels from Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg from The Fablemans, 
Todd Field from Tar, and Ruben Osland from Triangle of Sadness. It's funny. When I think about the Daniels, I always want to say the Daniel brothers as if their first <laughs> name makes them related. They look like twins. That's true. Um, one is white, one is Asian. Yes. That was <laughs> kind of a bit there. They are my favorites of the year. Probably my pick to win. I think that the two of them come across as very like media-friendly in a way that I think the Academy will be receptive to and their fresh faces uh, in this industry. But I don't think I'd be shocked if Steven Spielberg is to win. I mean, he's, he's the boy. He's the dog. And The Fablemans is a great movie, so I wouldn't be upset. But the Daniels made the best movie of the year, and their direction deserves accolades. Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything that Wyatt just said. The Daniels were my favorite, personally speaking. There's just everything about everything, everywhere, all at once was amazing to me and it was my favorite movie from the year. Their vision that made that happen. So they get my my favorite pick. But I think Steven Spielberg, they can't uh they can't beat him. Uh Hollywood's grandpa. He's gonna he's gonna run it here. Um, even though uh, to my understanding, the Daniels have been doing a pretty steadfast Oscars campaign. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if they win. They've been but fighting. I, I think realistically speaking, it's gonna be Steven Spielberg. Wonderful. My prediction to win, The Daniels, while I love that movie very much and I do like their direction, Todd Field's direction in Tar really blew me away, so that is my personal favorite, but it's pretty close. I love all of these movies very much, though, so like, would be happy with any of them winning. And lastly, The Big Daddy, we have Best Picture. There are 10 movies here. Are we ready? Let's go, baby. Can we popcorn them like each, like fire one off the list and go as fast as we can? I think that'd be cute. Brett, do you have the list up? They're in alphabetical order. Well, I don't understand what's being said. So, like, we're all going to say them? No, like, Bryce will go for one. I'll go for one. Read from this list so we're on the same page and we'll just shoot around, say these 10 as fast as we possibly can. All right, we ready? Three, two, one. All quiet on the Western Front. Avatar the Way of Water. Benji's finished, Aaron. Fuck, I'm next. We got to start over. <laughs> All right, I'm ready this time. All quiet on the Western Front. Avatar The Way of Water. Banshee's of Inish Aaron. Elvis. Elvis. Fuck. <laughs> Everything Everywhere All at Once. Fablemans. Tar. Top Gun Maverick. Triangle Sadness. Women Talking. I think that's it. Okay, nice. we're good. We did, we did well. suck. I killed that shit. Those are the movies nominated for Best Picture. Brett was the only one that was able to do that for some reason. <laughs> uh, Wyatt, what do you got? You guys heard about this Everything <laughs> Everywhere All at Once movie? <laughs> you, guys, you guys watched that this year? You guys Maybe. sit through that experience? You guys cry over rocks that weren't even talking? I did do that. Because I did. Not ashamed to say. And it was the best movie of the year. And if we're going to give an award for the best movie of the year, why don't we give it to the movie that's the, the best of the year? So it's going to win. It's my favorite because I'm right in this instance. Hopefully in a lot of the instances because I've picked myself uh, alongside the Academy many a time. Many times. Uh, this one I'm pretty confident in. I mean, there's a a social media campaign behind this movie that has spawned TikTok trends, has spawned people being nicer to their moms. Imagine. Um, Just kidding. Love you. I've mom. always been nice to my mom. I'm always nice to her. Um, my I'm mom nice, can't know about this. I say swear words. I'm nice to both of your moms, too. But either way, everything everywhere all at once is going to win. I'd bet my college tuition on that. And it should. Ditto. Bryce? Ditto. 
Okay. <laughs> I I love that we live in a world where my favorite movie of the year is very likely going to be recognized yeah. by the largest award body in film. That's awesome. That has never happened in my lifetime before. Very exciting. Hopefully we see everything everywhere all at once represented well tomorrow. I have not ever gotten a best picture prediction right. Hopefully that changes this year. What are you going to do when they call it for Elvis? God, <laughs> I you, will what boot you, myself. What did you pick the year that Shape of Water won? Certainly not Shape of Water. I felt like, I thought that was like the, the standout ahead of time, like it was predicted. Either way, while Bryce is looking up this list, I think it's worth noting that and everything everywhere all at once win would be a huge W in the direction of like small, not small budget filmmaking, but like non-blockbuster filmmaking. Oscars are typically big fans of those those smaller smaller movies, but I think it's worth celebrating them. And while sometimes movies win Oscars that you've never heard of, just because a movie has a big budget doesn't mean it's great. And we should appreciate a wide breadth of movies. And as I say that, I realize I should probably watch an animated movie from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once represents a type of movie that has never and I mean, pretty much never been recognized by the Academy before. So it's an amazing world that we're living in where it's getting recognized. Those have been our predictions. Uh, let's hope we're all right. Let's hope every single one of us is right, even so though that is not are you, possible. Are you tracking the data here? on? Who- yeah. As I edit, I'll, I'll write down what our predictions are. Because we can have updates during the show say, tomorrow. We definitely should post who, uh, who won. Out of the three of us, definitely make it a little friendly competition. We'll do that. I can't wait to win. Well, we'll, well see. Well, what? Brett, I can't wait to Brett win. Is, are you looking at Brett? He's acting like he knows something <laughs> that you and I don't know. He's so confident. His... <laughs> All I'm saying is that, <laughs> Wyatt, if you win, you should be elected president of the 24. <laughs> Wyatt's I... takes aren't bad. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just confident. I got good taste, baby. No, you do, you have, do have good, taste, do, good and we taste. love you. All right, we're gonna close this here. You say that like I like I was worried about that. Should I be worried about that? <laughs> about what? Whether uh, or not you love me. I'm gonna cut these two off before they jump the gun on their boxing match and start fighting <laughs> over the microphones. Thank <laughs> you for listening. If you've listened to this point, watch the Oscars. It's a good time. Hopefully, it's actually a good show because last year was kind of tough. Pretend I didn't say that. Watch them. It'll be fun. Thank you for listening again. If you've gotten this far, follow us on Instagram at Last of the Moon Pod. Where we're going to be posting a lot about the Oscars, I'm sure. Where we will be posting about the Oscars. We'll where I'll fucking dog walk these two after I win <laughs> and I show off to an extreme wait, extent. Wait. If Wyatt wins. No, if Wyatt beats me in predictions, I will get on all fours and wear a collar and let him walk me around. Wow. Like a dog. <laughs> all right. I'm not offering up anything. I am all of a sudden so like, hoping Wyatt wins. I think Brett just wanted that. Like, I didn't ask. <laughs> I didn't think of that. He was just like, wouldn't it be crazy if I, if I had to put up? on a collar and had to get walked? Like I already dog? bought it's the Amazon orders on its way. So, okay. It takes a lot for me to allow myself to lose or not desperately hope to win at anything. Wyatt, I hope you win now. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, stipulation, we're doing a lap around the block. <laughs> <laughs> no. If we're doing a lap around the block, you got to put something up. If I lose...
<laughs> What's in equal pun? You could shoot me. I don't know. I'd rather. <laughs> I'd rather There's do anything worse. but that. Uh, okay, I guess we can do inside. Either way, watch the Oscars. We'll be posting photos from our own Oscar party. Feel free to join us on Instagram. And by join us, I mean look at us. Because that's what you do over there. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Much Very love. Much. much love. Have a good night. We would last of the moon for you. We hope you would do the same for us. Leave us five stars on whatever platform you're listening to. I meant to say that earlier. We love you. I love you. Good night. Ah. Watch the Oscars. Who's Oscar? Oscar.